1: All right, so let's bring on a real expert when it comes to New York sports. Let's bring in Charlotte Carroll, beat reporter for the New York Giants for the Athletic. You can find her on Twitter or X at Charlotte Carroll C R R L L. Uh, so Charlotte, let's get a vibe check on the Giants going into the season because we know they had that epic start to the season last year. Started the year seven and two, but then reality kind of started to set in, and it was a team that got bounced in the playoffs in uh, a big way against the Eagles. So what are the vibes for the Giants this year? What are the overall feelings when it comes to like this Giants fan base?
2: Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. And first off, I don't know if I'm so much a New York sports expert. I am a Giants expert to covering the team for a year, but I'm actually originally from Chicago. So I've got the, the vibe check on the White Sox, Cubs, uh, Bears, all that. But the vibes in the, the Giants locker room this year, I think they're really focused on this season last years in the past. They're not really worried about it as much. That is what it is. And now it's all about moving forward, doing what they can to win this year. And Brian Dable is notoriously focused on each day as it comes. And that means he's focused on today, getting ready for tomorrow's uh, second preseason contest.
0: When you look at the Giants, Charlotte, um, are they deep enough at, at the most important spots? Like I see what, what I think are some quality tent pole players, the stars, especially if Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley play anything like they did last year. They bring in Darren Waller and add him to the mix, a couple of strong pieces on the offensive line and Andrew Thomas and John Michael Schmitz, who also who already seems to be making an impact, at least in training camp. You've got Kayvon Thibodeau, you've got Dexter Lawrence. Uh, and of course, they have brought in Deontay Banks and they're leaning on him and Trey Hawkins, a couple of rookie corners. So I like the tent pole players again, for lack of a better way to put it. I just wonder if they're deep enough everywhere that if it feels like one of those pieces gets pulled out, it's going to be like a Jenga tower and come toppling down.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what happened last year is just the injuries started rolling in and they're playing kind of Tetris with what they can do on the roster, who they can bring in. And it worked out well for them last year. They did a really good job of kind of scouting talent and bringing in players. But, you know, that's probably bound to happen again this year in in some capacity. And you look at the positions, I think you mentioned cornerback. That's one for me that's going to be interesting to monitor, given that he, uh, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, kind of called out uh, Trey Hawkins, Deontay Banks, um, and then Adoree Jackson as the three best corners on the roster for some slot pa- or for sub-, sub packages. So, what does that mean for slot corner? Who can kind of take over that role that really hasn't been defined? And, and what will the drop-off be if those three aren't aren't on the field? Um, and then another position I'm looking at too is inside linebacker. That's been one with tons of turnover last season, and they brought in Bobby Okereke, but um, the other. Uh, starting inside linebacker opposite that is kind of still up in the air. Michael McFadden seems to have won the job for now, but the depth uh, behind that is a little bit questionable with Darian Beaver still kind of returning and recovering from a season under an injury last year.
1: Okay, so it looks like the Giants are in on Daniel Jones. Just signed him to a new deal, $82 million guaranteed. What are the expectations for Daniel Jones
2: this year? Yeah, that he wins. (laughs) Franchise quarterback, uh, big deal, big contract, that he's able to kind of make that next step and and kind of see what comes next for him. I'm going to be looking for more longer throws. They're going to be looking for a more explosive offense. They brought in Darren Waller, who's been phenomenal so far. He's just been so dominant. And the impact that he's had in just a few short weeks of camp is really interesting to watch and what that means for the offense and what they'll be able to open up. Um, So I'm interested to see those those developments that he can kind of keep making and and just kind of expand the offense more. He really relied on his feet last year. So what is his feet in conjunction with his his more arm throws going to look like?
0: Charlotte, what is this offense going to look like when it tries to stretch the field or make things happen on the outside and over the top? Because the receiving core was notoriously thin. They go out, they draft Jalen Hyatt, who I think, at least from your coverage and everything else I've I've seen revolving around Giants camp, is having a quality camp to this point. But still, I I question whether it's enough for them, especially in spots where maybe they're working from behind in games or they are looking to maybe stretch the defense and not have to face eight man boxes all the time. So Saquon Barkley is getting his head beat in. Um, Do they have the kind of receiving core and the kind of offense to be able to do that?
2: Yeah, I think they hope so. They really brought in a lot of pieces. The question is, are those pieces all going to fit together? And there's a lot of slot options, slot receiver options. So we'll kind of have to see when it comes to those deep balls, what that's going to look like. I think we'll see a lot of Darius Slayton, who we saw last year, who was also brought back on a contract which is kind of a surprise if you were looking at this last year and like expecting him to be on the roster again this year, but him and uh, Daniel Jones have a really good connection. They work well together. And then you mentioned Jalen Hyatt, who has had a really impactful camp so far, just in a surprising camp, given the criticisms about his route tree running and and what we'd see from him. But he is so fast. It is so fun to watch him in camp. Uh, Not that he'll be an option for per se every play, But he is really, really quick, and he can get on the field. And we've seen that starting to develop with Tyrod Taylor on the second-string offense. And then um, Hyatt has been taking throws, obviously, on the first team as well. Um, And we watched him practice yesterday. We were able to watch camp, um, and he had some good throws to him. So definitely interested to see that and what the receiver core actually looks like and, and how many to carry on the roster.
1: We're talking with Charlotte Carroll beat reporter for the athletic, for the New York giants. So Charlotte, what is the ceiling and the floor for the giants this year? What are the range of outcomes?
2: I think the ceiling everyone wants playoffs again, uh, just given last year that, that happened so quickly under first year head coach, Brian Dable. So that is the hope. That is what everyone wants. I think the floor obviously is maybe like a seven, seven win season. Um, obviously lower than that, if things go really south. But they have really good coaching. Um, we saw Byron Dable uh, outperform expectations, win awards. Um, so I think a seven-win season feels attainable this year, at least um, as the floor, in my opinion. And beyond that, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens, especially with a tougher schedule and a tougher division, too. I mean, the Eagles, uh, Cowboys, and even the Commanders, maybe as a dark horse, uh, I don't think we should should count those teams out.
0: Charlotte, when I look at the schedule, I see a tough first third in particular, the first six weeks in particular, starting against the Cowboys, Niners defense on the road, and then trips to Miami and Buffalo early as well. Uh, What's the expectation, knowing that it's probably not realistic to expect them to come out of the gate as hot as they did last year? Is there, I guess, around those who watch the team, certainly the team's going to, to go out and they're going to expect themselves to win every game, but around those watching this team, what is the expectation for where they need to be after, say, that week six game in Buffalo?
2: Yeah, I haven't thought too much about a record, per se. I think for me, looking at those first three weeks especially, like two and one would be really successful if they can win against the Cowboys, if they can can get that uh, win over Arizona, which they, should, they need to get that win over Arizona. Then 49ers kind of being questionable in my eyes, um, but then you have the road games at Miami and, and Buffalo, which it's just going to be tough. And it all is kind of how they start the season. We saw last year they've started so hot, which really carried them through that November early December portion. So what is that going to look like if it's kind of the opposite? And how does this team redeem itself? What does the coaching do to carry it? Is going to be fascinating to watch. I think I really think they need that win over the Cowboys to start the season uh, to really get this kind of. Get it on the right track and, and get it going to to make up ground for what comes next.
1: Let's do a fun question. And this one may be in La La Land, but it's a headline that I've been seeing, so I'll ask you about it. Rob Gronkowski said if there was one team that he would unretire for, it would be the Giants because he loves Brian Dable. Is this something that could actually happen? Or is this Rob Gronkowski trying to get attention?
2: I saw that yesterday. I loved it. Um, I would probably go with Rob Gronkowski. He's trying to get attention based on the way he kept kind of, you know, giving the caveat of, oh, it's never going to happen. It's never happening. Um, But if it were to happen, this would be the coach. Um, So I don't think it's happening anytime soon. He's he's got a pretty sweet gig um, as a retired, uh, retired tight end, but you never know. It's fun, but it's interesting, and I think it says a lot about his respect for for Brian Dable and and what he thinks of him as a coach and especially what he's going to be able to do with uh, two tight ends, not only with Darren Waller this year, but also Daniel Bellinger, who's coming off a a decent rookie season. So I think that should excite Giants fans from that perspective and, and thinking about the football scheming.
0: Charlotte, is Dable the kind of coach that you can ask that question of and he won't uh, immediately, like, get his back up, that, like, he'll be able to take it with a grain of salt and understand what it is? Or is he the kind of guy that you have to kind of, like, tiptoe and you walk on eggshells around?
2: Oh, we'll ask the question. This is uh, <laughs> New York media, so it will definitely probably be asked at some point. Um, I think he'll kind of just pass it off as, a, oh, you know, it, it is what it is, and he won't really say anything to it. Um, but it, it will definitely probably be asked at some point based on just, you know, that's kind of what happens and then it is in your media. So I think he'll, he'll answer the question in a very diplomatic way and be like, Oh, I'm not really worried about that type of a situation and see what, what comes from there.
1: Even though, you know, in his mind, he's probably like thinking and entertaining the thought for just like a half second. He's like, Oh man, that would be nice to have Gronk in the end zone. What a guy, even though, you're right, it will never happen. But he's never going to say that to anybody. You're right. He'll give a coach speak answer. But great insight (laughs) today from Charlotte Carroll. She is a beat reporter for The Athletic covering the New York Giants. You can find her on Twitter at Charlotte Carroll, C-R-R-L-L. And we thank her for joining us this morning. Charlotte, thanks for stopping by.
2: Thanks so much. Anytime. Love talking Giants. and, And have a good rest of your summer before the season starts.